Hello, my name is Mark Gibson, and you're listening to the podcast version of the Chagask Signpost series, a weekly webinar that promotes and examines sustainability in Irish farming. So good morning, and you're very welcome to today's Signpost webinar. Today, we'll be discussing a new initiative led by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. From the 1st of September, farmers are going to be required or have been required to register, be registered as a professional fertilizer end user with the department if they want to purchase fertilizer. Uh, so what are the implications for farmers and the wider agri-food industry? To tell us more, we're delighted to be joined by this morning by Dr. Finbar O'Regan, who's an agricultural inspector with the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. Finbar, good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. Good to be here. Always good to get the message out on these things. Yes, yes. Well, look, at we have um, an audience that's always keen to hear from the latest from the Department of Agriculture, particularly when it's, uh, you know, new initiatives like this, where uh, it does have an impact on not just farmers, but but the wider industry as well. Pat, good morning to you. How are you today? Great. Sunny South East again. Oh, goodness. Right. Okay. Well, we have a bit of sun here in the West today. The, the leaves are starting to turn, though, so it is a... A sign winter is on the way for sure. Um, so Finbar, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the the work you're you're doing. You're based in the feed, uh, fertilizer, and poultry uh, unit within the department. What what's what's the nature of your work there? Uh, so most of my work is um, I'm I'm working on fertilizer almost exclusively. So we do the the sampling of fertilizers across the country, testing on that. Uh, we go out to site on that as well. We we would be involved in the EU, the new EU legislation. Um, so we'd be in Brussels for some of that, that as well. And I suppose a big part of I I've only moved into this section at the start of last year. Uh, when people started to care about fertilizer. <laughs> so it was a good time to move in. Um, uh, so a big part of the time has been taken up with the National Fertilizer Database, I suppose, in conjunction with nitrates and a huge amount of work from from the IT section as well, um, as well as ourselves. Um, so there's a lot of work um, has gone into this over the last couple of years. It has been a huge, huge project. All right. Just go back for a moment. You mentioned there about testing fertilizers. What sort of things are you looking out for when you're, you're testing fertilizers? We're really just looking at the, the nutrient content, DNPK, and we would also test the uh, the inhibitor content um, on those inhibited products as well. Um, so we, we um, yeah, we, we do that testing and then we follow up if there's uh, if there's any issue. But it's it's amazing to me how tight the the, the um how tight the specification is for for uh, for fertilizers when you when you consider the way it's it's put together sometimes you know mm-hmm. it's 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 quite strict yeah yeah very good well look it's 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 good to know that there's there's accurate product going out go, going out onto onto fields so uh finbar you have a presentation for us and a few videos i think that you're going to share as well uh that explain a little bit more about the fertilizer register Okay, so I'm just going to go through this. Um, it should be reasonably quick. There's quite a lot of slides, but a lot of them are to do with um, screenshots and ag food of how to go about doing some of the registration and the um, declaration of closing stock. And then I'm just going to share a video. There's several videos up on the on the website, um, but I'm just going to share one of them because uh, you know I think uh, I would say that there's been there's been huge buy-in in this. So in terms of registrations, and I will go through that later. Um, the minute himself has has commended the, the the farming community i think on their uh, their buy-in into this so there's a hundred eleven thousand uh odd farmers um have registered out of a, an estimated one hundred and twenty nine thousand. uh so that's that's pretty good at this stage and there's a couple 
couple of weeks uh, a couple of weeks still to go um so that's that's good and it's it's very good for us after all the work that's gone into this um that people are buying into it um and that it's uh, it's working so well so just the aim of the of the database um, is to provide accurate tracking of sales throughout the supply chain. So I suppose uh, people mentioned the derogation in 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 relation to this that you know we need more accurate data if we're going to go back and look for. I, I know we lost some, but if we want to maintain uh, a derogation, then we we would need this type of data. So the the database is part of that, um, and it's it's a very important part of that. Uh, at the moment, you see we're looking at you know sales by the major importers into the system really so it's not as accurate as it could be so this will be a, a, an improvement um so it's a more realistic picture of where fertilizer is applied to land uh, and sharing data uh, with industry and farmers industry will have access anything they upload onto the system so if you're a co-op and you upload onto the system you will have access to that you will be able to see that there will be um uh, downloadable reports uh, they haven't been set up yet but we're working on those at the moment but they, they take a bit of time and also farmers will be able to see on screen in ag food uh, any data relating to them so sales that have been entered by their local uh, co-op or merchants to them uh, they'll have sight of that uh, just to say that the system um, the data for september october november is not required until mid-december so it'll be the middle of december before any anything goes up on that system but then following on from that it's every month so january our december data will go in in the middle of january january data will be in in the middle of february uh, from the the co-ops and the merchants uh legal requirements so from the first of september as mark mentioned um and and just to say because i sometimes forget this includes lime as well lime is covered under the definition of fertilizer in irish legislation uh, so the lime is also covered so we will get some very useful information from this uh once we get uh once we get it up and running uh once we have a full year's worth of data so it'll be interesting to see uh what we get this time next year um imports of fertilizer into the state must be notified within 72 hours so we have uh, quite a few notifications of imports already uh, that includes um, farmers. If you're buying in, uh, if you're buying outside the state, uh, you have three days to put that information into the system under your herd number. Um, and then data on fertilizer transactions will be recorded by the fertilizer economic operators. And I suppose down at the plowing, we had quite a few people asking questions and and worrying about having to tick a box or do something with regard to their purchases during the year that's not the case the uh the co-op or merchant that's selling to you will enter that information you just need to provide your herd number um, and that data will go up on the system so key dates um the 14th of september um that's the closing stock date now that's the date um that's relevant for what did you have on your farm on you know at a minute to midnight on the 14th of september you have until the 15th of october to enter that information uh, so that's for farmers and i suppose the, the middle of the month date is to do with with nitrates you'd all be well familiar with that um the 30th of september then is the date for fertilizer economic operators to declare closing stocks and they have until the 15th of october to do that as well uh, the 15th of december then as i've mentioned is uh when economic operators must submit the September, October and November data. Um, and I suppose the other thing to remember is this data is about dispatch. Um, we had some queries in about someone forward buying fertilizer, but it's really only when the fertilizer physically lands on your farm um, that it goes into this system. Um, and then the 
15th of January um, is the date by which fertilizer economic operators must submit December data. Uh, and then it's required monthly after that. So the the 15th of each month you're entering, the, the co-ops and merchants will enter data for, for the previous month. So we'll be that few weeks behind. Uh, registrations, and I suppose this is the bit that the, the, the minister was, was very happy with farmers for, the, the, their buy-in into it. Uh, so we have 111,000 registered already. Um, the closing stock declarations are at 27,000. So um, that's something, there's two more weeks to go on that. Um, so we're hoping that that will, uh, that will increase hugely over the next couple of weeks. Um, and even if you have nil uh, stock, no stock on farm, um, that needs to be declared. It's it's again, I'll go through it in the end, and that's the video I'll show will we'll go through um, closing stocks as well. Uh, we will have paper forms for farmers that do not have access to computers, and there will be inspections to verify compliance. Uh, I suppose the paper forms thing, we're just saying to farmers, we've had a few calls, um, you know, we'll send out um, paper copies to them. Uh, they can get back to us, so they they seem to be um, they seem to be okay with that. Not huge numbers as yet, but um, if if there are people with issues like that, um, they can contact us. Uh, so requirements, um, just to be clear on the fertilizer suppliers, um, because again, some farmers were concerned about the amount of work involved for them, and just to say that farmers once they're registered, they for the most part, unless they're importing or transferring farm to farm they um will only have to enter closing stock at the end of each year uh that's their that's their one interaction uh like i said unless they're importing uh or transferring uh to another farm uh so all fertilizer economic operators and line producers will have to register uh they'll be given a, a unique identifier at that stage and then they'll be able to submit transactions uh to the department and their closing stock as well uh on the 30th of September to be declared by the 15th of October. So the data is fertilizer dispatched, um, who it was dispatched to, when it was dispatched, and what product. So there'll be a unique identifier for the merchant involved. Um, there'll be a product ID from the catalog. <clears throat> and I suppose the catalog, there's a bulk or bag option, which gives a lot of generic products. Um, and I suppose that was agreed with the co-ops and the merchants that um, that was the most reasonable way to go about it. Um, so we did we did enter that. Um, and the catalogue, just to say as well, is will be updated regularly over the coming weeks to, to ensure that we, we get all the products in that, uh, that are needed. Um, there'll be a unique identifier for the customer. In the case of farmers, that's the herd number. Um, but for other um, professional end users, um, say like landscapers uh will be they'll register and we'll issue them with a number that they can use when they're buying fertilizer as well uh the quantity in tons um the dispatch date uh and the transaction type obviously if there's um fertilizer uh that a farmer is not happy with and he wants to return there is a function on the system um that that's taken off his uh his record uh so the methods of getting data to the department and really this is Ag food is what farmers will use for, for their closing stock. Um, smaller operators can use ag food. They can put it through manually uh, in ag food. But there's also an API, which is an application programming interface. Uh, I'm no expert on this, but essentially it means that the um, co-op's uh, computer system can link with ours so that they can upload the data uh, through this system. And there's quite a few of them working on this at the moment. 
Um, I think there's a few have signed up. They, there's a test system, uh, and then there's the there's the full system which uh, is operational. Um, so a couple of companies have signed up to that as well, and there has uh, has been some data I think entered through the system on that. Uh, so then what I'd like to do is go through um, how a farmer registers, um, firstly, as a professional fertilizer end user. Um, so the farmer and agent, and I suppose, again, um, we would like to thank agents because a huge number, um, as you'll see in a minute, a huge number of them um, do have done this registration for their clients. Um, so that's that's we're very happy with that as well. Um so to register as a professional fertilizer end user, you first log into AgFood. Um, you scroll down on the authorized applications and you'll get to National Fertilizer Database. Uh, click on that. Uh, then you'll see this screen. And you have an actions uh, thing here. Uh, there's a, a plus there that you click on. And this brings up the registration. So you tick, uh, tick that registration and then click Submit. Uh, click yes, and then you're done. Um, to check your registration, uh, when you go in, if it's not a plus here and it's three dots, uh, that's a sign you've registered. So you click on the on the three dots, click on registration, and then you'll see that the registration was submitted on a particular date. Uh, so the registration, and I think in fairness to IT, they've been commended on the simplicity of the of the system that they have set up for this. Um, and anyone we met at the ploughing was quite uh, quite happy with that system. Um, registration as a fertilizer economic operator. So this comes up in two cases. If a farmer is transferring fertilizer to another farm or importing fertilizer from outside the state. Um, this only needs to be done once. So the first time you do a, a, um, a transfer of fertilizer to another farm or the first time you import fertilizer and you need to put in that transaction, uh, that's it. You won't see this registration again after that and you will have access to be able to do either of those um, transactions afterwards. So again, you're logging into Ag Food, go through the fertilizer database. Um, you're clicking on the three dots again. Um, and if you look at farm to farm transfer, uh, then this message will come up about registration. Uh, again, you tick the box and you will then be brought to this screen. So if you have a transaction to enter, uh, you put in your own business ideas up here. Um, you'll put in the business ID or herd number of the farm you're transferring to, the date, the product and the quantity. Uh, and then you can submit that. Uh, importing fertilizer directly from outside of Ireland onto your farm is the same thing. You need to register as a fertilizer economic operator. So again, you click on the three dots, um, direct imports for own use, uh, registration, tick the box there, submit, uh, yes. And then you'll be brought to this screen so you can record um, what you imported. So the, the date, the product, the quantity, and the country it was imported from. Uh, the next one, and I will show a video on this afterwards as well, um, is the closing stock, which will become the opening stock for the following year. So you can click on closing stock, highlight it down here. Um, and then you have two options. Either I declare I have no closing stock or I declare I have closing stock of at least one product. Um, so I declare I have no closing stock. So you tick that. And then click on the declare closing stock. And if you're happy with that, then you click yes. 
And then closing stocks, the user declared there was no closing stock on the 14th of the 9th, 2023. So that's done. So when you have no closing stock, that's how straightforward it is. It's just a few clicks. And Finberg, um, while you're while you're on that screen, we did have a question yep. just a moment there ago uh, asking whether you can make any changes to that uh, declaration afterwards, or is that a, yeah, a, yeah, if, yeah. if you made a mistake, let's say when you were you're declaring your your closing stocks. No, you can't. And I suppose that's why IT put in this kind of declare it and are you sure uh, button afterwards as well so that you can see what you're putting in. But what you can do is contact us. Uh, we can um, withdraw what you've entered and you can re-enter the correct information. And we did have a few people at the ploughing who came to us with that issue uh, for various reasons. And we were able to withdraw it and re-enter the correct information. Uh, so again, you can contact us on the National Fertilizers DB uh, at agriculture.gov.ie uh, email address. Great. Thanks. So um, to declare um, uh, an actual closing stock where you do have some fertilizer on farm, uh, you can click on closing stock again. And this time click on I declare I have closing stock. Um, and then this will come up so you can put in the product and the quantity and then you click on this plus so that if you need to put in a second one, you just keep going. And I suppose one of the issues that arose was people were putting in a product here and then declaring closing stock and they had a second product to put in. Uh, so then they they um, they had already submitted so they couldn't get back into the system to do that. So we had to withdraw it. And then uh, so it's this plus once you've entered details here, you click plus. That adds down here, you'll see it on the lower part of the screen. Put in your next product, your next product, plus, plus. And when you have everything you need in, uh, then you click on declare closing stock and you'll have a further yes to click after that to make sure it's gone in. Um, so you see it there. So that's what you'll see below what you've entered. And this is a Sebulker bag um, product. Uh, so that's a generic product, it's not linked to any company. Uh, then you can add another product there, click the plus and uh, declare closing stock. And again, here, when you're clicking on this, yes, you can see what's actually gone in here. Um, depending on the size of your screen, unfortunately, you can see uh, two or three, four products probably. Uh, so then you you click yes on that uh, and then your products have gone in. I doubt if anyone has closing stock at this level, to be honest, but uh, that's, that's the numbers that were going in when we were testing it. Um, and just this is the, there is a the National Fertilizer Database stuff on, on our website. Um, so there's a lot of information here. Uh, there's user guide videos, which are very useful. And there's also some screenshot guides um, that are down there as well. Uh, so those user guide videos, um, again, IT, um, Andrew Collins put them together for us um, and they're quite useful. So that's that's it for me. I'm just going to I just want to play. I'm just going to play the, the closing stock uh, video, Mark. It's only a couple of minutes if I can. Yeah, that's perfect. Just let me find it here. In this video, you will see how to submit a closing stock as a professional fertilizer end user or fertilizer economic operator to the National Fertilizer Database. After logging in to the National Fertilizer Database, for your business identifier under Actions, click Closing Stock. The declaration date of closing stocks for professional fertilizer end users is the 14th of September at 2359. For fertilizer economic operators, the declaration date of closing stocks 
is the 30th of September at 23.59. When you submit a closing stock, you must declare what products you have on your premises or under your control, including a nil declaration at that time. If you have no closing stock to declare, you should submit a nil declaration. Click the button to declare you have no closing stock, click declare closing stock, and click yes. If you have a closing stock to declare, click the button to declare you have a closing stock. In the product column, type a product or scroll down to a product and select the product. Under quantity, type in the quantity of the product in tons. To add this product, click the plus symbol. You can now see this product in the table below. You can edit this entry by clicking the edit button and apply a change by clicking the green tick. You can also remove this product by clicking the remove button. You can continue to add products in the same way. Make sure that you don't declare closing stock until you have added all products. Once you have submitted your declaration, you won't be able to change it. When you have added all of your products, click declare closing stock and click yes. You can now close the closing stock window. If you now click actions and closing stock, you can view the closing stock that you have submitted to the National Fertilizer Database. Okay, so that's it, Mark. Thank you very right. much. Oh, no, that's really useful. So um, that was a really useful presentation. And and uh, look, as you said, there's this huge response from the farming community so far with uh, is it 111,000 of the 130,000 odd herd uh, numbers that are, are registered? So, so that really is a, a testament to to the farmers, but also I, I think the simplicity of the system as well. I think it's a I have gone in and had had a look at it myself, and it's 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 pretty straightforward process. So, for anyone who hasn't done it yet, uh, it, it's not nothing to be too uh, too daunted by or. I suppose the the advice would be to talk to your agricultural advisor if uh, if you are running into any issues there or if it's something you're not comfortable doing with yourself. At Finbar, just in terms of uh, you know running into next year, then the purchasing process. So when a farmer goes in to to purchase fertilizer next year, what what happens? What's what are the chain of events there when when that when that's uh, being done next year? Yeah. So all the farmer has to do is um, provide their herd number. Um, and then that'll uh, that'll be used to track that sale uh, on the system. So the the co-op or the merchant uh, will record that information under their herd number, um, and then when they're uploading that data, um, that's how it'll be um, accepted into our system uh, under that unique identifier, uh, which in the case of farmers is their herd number. Okay, so so all of that information then is automatically transferred across to the Department of Agriculture, then afterwards. Yeah, the merchant is is responsible for uploading that information onto the system. So either manually or through the um, through the API system. Okay, very good. Um, are there any sort of is issues there with information data protection and so on, or how how does that work? You know, some farmers are can be concerned about their information being shared between systems and so forth. That presumably that information has been, or, or that that agree that agreement is in place for 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 that information sharing. Yeah, that that's part of the legislation. So that's allowed for under the under the legislation that was put through in in July. Yeah, so that that's not an issue. 
And I suppose to, to say as well that I suppose the information, uh, farmers can see their own information on the system. So if they have any issues with the information that's in there, uh, they can contact us uh, if they think there's something not quite right. Um, but also any information that's shared with anybody uh, will have to comply with all the data protection uh, rules that are in place. Uh, so that's part of the legislation as well in that any data sharing would have to comply uh, with data sharing rules. And I suppose for our part, really what you're sharing here is is uh, nutrient data, you know, the NPK, well, NMP for the most part, um, with, um, with other people. Uh, generally speaking, you know, we look at, we share data at the moment with DPA. Um, mm. This should be more accurate data. So it should be a positive thing um, for the farming community in terms of emissions and uh, and climate uh, aspects. So that's that's the hope anyway, that, that that would be better data, more accurate data and hopefully lower, uh, slightly lower values on it. And, and uh, just in, in relation to that, you, when you say you share data with the EPA, but presumably it's not on a farmer by farmer basis, it's, it's on a, da- a database basis. This is, yeah, it's in, entirely lumbers. I tell you, what we're sharing with them at the moment is what's imported into the country. So we would share that entire da- data. There's no regional data. There's nothing like that. So it would be the total N and total P for the country. I suppose the one advantage of this system, and I know we have some generics in there, but where we have specific products, uh, we can pull out the, the different types of nitrogen, which lead to different uh, different emissions profiles. Uh, so over time, we'd hope to we'd hope to have a far more accurate, uh, far more accurate numbers on that. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's it's to- whole country data is being shared. Yeah. So, so and, and there was a question in here as to whether the, the data would be open source. I would be fair to say that statistics from the data will be published, but the data itself is 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 very unlikely to be open source. No, it it's definitely won't be open source. No. <laughs> Certainly not. I mean, we would, I suppose, the, the data sharing, you'd have to have a, a, a formal data sharing agreement to share any data. And within that, you would have to make a very strong argument as to why you'd need anything more specific than the the NP for uh, for the entire country, just the nutrient uh, data. And just to, to clarify, so an example, which is, I suppose is talked about a little bit, is is the potential, say, for the AgNav product, which is looking at uh, individual emissions on a, a date on a a system provided by uh, Chagas and and, and some partners. But that would be subject to farmers given their individual permission to have that data used. Yeah, farmers would have to tick a box to say they're they're happy for the data to be used within that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think a, that clarifies that quite well. Yeah, no, it's a really, really important to clarify that for sure. Um, Finbar, so for for um, in terms of fertilizer use so far this year, have we any sort of indicative figures uh, that have been published by the department about fertilizer use in Ireland, in particular nitrogen? Because of course, this is a a figure we're, we're closely watching from a a nitrogen uh, from a climate change perspective. Yeah, and and the numbers are still down. Um, I suppose they're the numbers are down on last year by I think it's about fifteen percent. Um, and obviously last year was an unusual year where numbers where the values were low anyway. Um, but we you see this is another thing with the, with the database. When we when we start the year, we have no idea what kind of stock is in co-ops or what kind of stock is on farm. Uh, now 
you know the, the the information we have on imports will flush through the system so over the course of a few years it, it you know if you average it it's it's probably pretty spot on um but yeah definitely there's the numbers are down um this year again now we don't have uh we don't have the full numbers for the year as yet because obviously we're in in september but i think anecdotally um it seems to be uh, that it'll be down probably between 10 and 15 percent that's what it looks like okay okay and just finally from my own perspective for, for somebody who decides not to engage with this what are the consequences well, you won't be able to buy fertilizer. <laughs> um, it's it's a legal requirement um, that you're registered on the system. So I suppose, it, and I and I think to be fair, um, you know, suppliers are talking to their customers to say, you know, you need to be registered or we can't sell you product. Um, so that that is a thing. Uh, and I suppose we would say, and I've spoken about it already. If there are individuals who um, need a, a a paper application, I suppose, for want of a better word, on this, um, then they just need to contact us. We don't want people worrying unnecessarily about this. But uh, as you say yourself, um, if you're um, if you've got a computer and you're using ag food for other things, or your agent is this, it's it's a it has been designed to be as simple as possible. To be fair, um, particularly for the farmer. Um, but like I said, we don't want people worrying. If if they contact us, we can work through any issues they're having with getting set up on the system um, before they before they start buying again. But there is, um, yeah, it 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 makes life awkward for everybody. I think we have a period now before you know before next spring to get everyone in. On the system and then there's no hassle uh when it comes to buying fertilizer next spring yeah so there's a bedding in period there okay well, we're, we're, quick we're getting a huge amount of questions coming through questions here it, yes it, all right yeah. so so, so yeah. look it's really good that we actually had that time now to to go through these questions because there's some really really good questions coming through so do uh and i know finbar you've given a commitment uh if if we don't get a chance to get through everything that uh, we will will send on those questions to you and might do some sort of a an, an FAQ or something like that to to address them. So Pat, um, yeah, I suppose a question here in relation to registering products uh, in the database. If the product is not in at the cutoff, will there be an opportunity to add products on an ongoing basis? Yeah, yeah, that is the case. So I suppose, um, and and companies have been sending products. Even some of the the bigger guys who sent me stuff last April, they have sent me updates. Um, so uh, even as we speak, there's an update a week is going to be going on at the moment. Um, and we, you know, like I said, we have the bulk or bag options for for things. If you can't find a specific product, there should be an option under that uh, that will uh, that will suffice. Uh, but yeah, certainly we envisage that we'll be updating the the product list re fairly regularly. Certainly between now and the end of the year, uh, there'll be a lot more going in. And then after that, if there's new products coming onto the system, uh, they can just be sent in to the the National Fertilizers uh, DB. Uh, at agriculture.gov.ie um, email address um, and then they'll be added uh, okay. IT and that, that, that I think it kind of answers the uh, question here just putting in the fertilizer manufacturer matter so if you had a company A 10020 versus a generic 10020 it, it doesn't make a huge difference it's better to get it right but not it's not uh, a major consequence if you don't is that fair yeah, you can you can put the whole lot in under under the bulk or bag ten ten twenty. Uh, so if you've got you know three tons of one and and four tons of the other, you can put in seven tons of the bulk or bag ten ten twenty. A question there: uh, How will fertilizer brought in from Northern Ireland be dealt with or accounted for next year? So the that will need to be entered 
into the system by the importer. Uh, so if a farmer is bringing it in, he has three days to to enter that information uh, on through Ag Food onto the system, and it's the same for um, merchants importing. Uh, and we do have, I, I think we have a few already uh, on the system. Actually, there's I think twenty seven or thirty um, transactions gone in, and some of those are Northern Ireland. Do we We're have some? Um, uh, sorry, there was just just there was a question here in relation to that that not all merchants are signed up to the API, um, and what what's the process there? Was was it was the understanding that the merchant would register fertilizer purchases? Then is there a manual way to do that, or how yeah. does that work? Yeah, the uh, ag food will they can go in and manually enter information in the ag food, pretty similar to the way. Um, it's brought up for farmers there for recording information on their uh, on their products, say farm to farm transfer or the import. Um, so yeah, they will have a manual option, um, and then there's the uh, there's the API as well. And I think some companies, um, from talking to them, they're going to manually enter for now, and then make a decision as to whether they want to sign up for the API. But there's quite a lot of companies um, are involved in testing the API at the moment. Uh, to be fair. So it makes life e- easier uh, in the long run, I think. Um, but it's it's a decision to be made by each uh, individual company, I suppose. Right. Question um, there, where liquid fertilizer is purchased, is there a conversion for liters to kilograms of, of product? Um, the Yeah, the liquid fertilizer, everything is in kgs, or everything is in tons, sorry, on the system. Yeah. Um, so... We don't have a converter for that at the moment. I know some of the companies had put in; um, they 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 deal in weight anyway. Right. Uh, a lot of the companies, but um, there may be some um, that it's it's uh, there's some of the products that did come in are are weight for volume. So it's uh, it's yeah, to, just to be aware of that. That's all because some of these liquid fertilizers are they they have a density of of um, of one point two. Uh, which means that you know it, you need to do it in weight, otherwise you're under under uh, under declaring that information. Yeah. So just in terms of the scope and the and the type, uh, other than our main compound fertilizers, uh, a, a number of questions about lime, about uh, products which are just micronutrients, whether they need to be registered and, and go in. Uh, um, derived organic fertilizers where they're, they're fertilizers that are created from uh, organic sources. So you might deal with, if you want, the, the scope of what has to, to, to be re- registered and what has to go in. Yeah, we were, we were essentially looking at um, products containing NPK. Uh, like I said earlier, we have some information from companies with the NPK products, which include sulfur as well or sodium or different things. Um, the organics we're not we're not covering um, lime. There are liming products, uh, granular liming products that are included in the system um, as well. Uh, and ground limestone is obviously is the main one that will be covering that. Uh, that that's that's the big one on that. The micronutrients only uh, we're not including that for now either. Um, I would say that uh, the other thing to remember is domestic products. Uh, under the legislation, pr- products uh, are guys using, uh, you know, just using domestically as opposed to professionally. Um, that's not covered under the system. Uh, so those domestic use products um, wouldn't be covered either. Uh, there are professional use products and there's a lot of information on products for golf courses and stuff that's gone in. Uh, mm-hmm. But not all of it has gone in as yet. And that's why we'd be building that uh, catalog uh, over the coming uh, over the coming year or two, I'd say, to be honest. 
Well, this this legislation applies not just to farmers; it's it's also amenity sector and horticultural sector. Uh, if if you mention golf courses, there, yeah, amenity as well. Um, any anyone who uses it in the in the course of their uh, professional work, I suppose. So landscapers, and I suppose the other thing, and I. I the, the reasoning for this is that we have a full picture of what's there um, in terms of what's used in sports clubs, um, any any sporting organization that that uses fertilizer. And I suppose um, they'll be they'll be trying to buy fertilizer. They'll need to be registered on the system. Um, and I think the golf courses, the vast majority of them have registered already. Uh, there's a few GA clubs and stuff in there as well. Uh, so they, they'll uh, they'll need to be registered as well. Yeah. There's a um, question from an advisor here, um, Finbar, uh, about uh, some issue he he was saying with the system that if if uh, an agent has registered a farmer for the fertilizer register, the farmer can now not enter their own closing stock. Uh, this has to be done by the uh, agent as they are as they register the farmer. Um, is that is that still an issue? Yeah, I think that's not so much an issue with the with the National Fertilizer Database as it is with permissions on ag food, I suppose. Um, so that's just a question of whether the the farmer um, w- should have permissions to to look at all of this uh, on ag food. Uh, so that's one that can be can be followed up certainly. Uh, that, but that's my understanding that the the farmer should have access there. And I don't know whether historically. Um, you know, the permissions were handed over to the agent and it was left at that and no one really worried about it. Um, but the the farmer, as, as far as I know, but like I said, it's more of an ag food um, issue uh, as to whether they should have those permissions as well. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's something that maybe need to work with that that uh, section on to just to resolve that because it, it would make sense that, you know, there's certain elements that farmers should be able to to do for themselves, even just even though they're, that the agent is doing uh some of the the uh the maybe the the bigger bigger um tasks on on the system so yeah, yeah and, i think and, it's a fair question yeah and just to say we do have an faq up on that website as well and um any any of the questions that come out of today um that that need to get added to that they will be added uh in the coming week or so I suppose a, a couple of questions there around whether if a farmer doesn't register, will eventually it be considered a zero open open stock or will he be considered not properly registered? Or Sorry, if he doesn't register his inventory, uh, will it be considered a, a zero or will he be considered not to be properly registered and, and, and potentially not be able to, to buy fertilizer into the future? Yeah, no, he needs to be, well, the buying, once he's registered, he'll be able to buy. But the, the declaration of closing stock, we'll have cited that through the system. So we will be contacting guys to remind them um, that even if they have no stock on farm, they need to interact with the system uh, and declare that they have no stock. Uh, so that's, and I suppose if if by, if by there is someone from um, from the department out on farm, and their stock on farm and it hasn't been declared you know they'll they'll uh, they'll just be advised to uh, to declare it but like i said it makes life easier for everybody if if stock is if people register and stock is declared then no one has to worry about anything uh, a question there in relation to to the department using the fertilizer database information when doing individual nitrate or or conditionality uh, uh, farm inspections and I suppose allied to that, in the past, farmers had to, uh, uh, derogation farmers and farmers with, with inspections had to supply data on uh, uh, fertilizer use. 
will that replace it? Uh, and will that data be used for inspection purposes? Yeah, the data will be used, but I suppose the systems that are in place, there's paper systems in place at the moment. My understanding is that they'll continue for next year. Uh, you you might want to get Ted on uh, in a few weeks to, to discuss this one. But um, uh, yeah, in, in time, the uh, the database will replace that. Um, and as for inspections on farm, yes, um, you know, that, that data from the database will, will be used, yeah. Question in relation to a farmer with two herd numbers, either, I suppose, genuinely two different herds uh, or uh, two herd numbers, one which may be uh, dormant. In in the case of two different herds, uh, will the farmer uh, supply one and uh, be responsible to shift for, uh, within his own uh, uh, accounts or what? how will that be handled? Well, he is, he is I suppose there's two options there. Um, you, you can buy using either herd number uh or both um so he can he can do it that way or he can buy it all under one herd number and then as you say um just transfer what was used on the second uh, on the second farm uh himself through the system so the farm to farm transfer option uh pelleted organic manures which are chemically formulated such as chicken manure pellets uh chicken uh how would these be accounted for yeah they're not they're not covered in this system e- either Okay, so they're they're considered organic uh, imports. Then I presume are they? Uh, Finbar, how is that handled? I, I'm not sure actually how that is handled, but it's not. Um, we're more worried about the chemical fertilizer side of things and emissions, to be honest. So, okay. Okay. yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm not sure how that how that's covered. I know there's a system for slurry. Uh, fair enough, but the the chicken litter stuff, I'm not sure how that's uh, how that's accounted for. We have some uh, contractors out there. Um, Finbar that are providing a full package to to farmers, you know, the sale and spreading of fertilizer in one go. Um, if the contractor buys the fertilizer and then charges the farmer, what should they do, or how how is that accountancy managed? Yeah, I suppose um, they need to be set up as a fertilizer economic operator on the system. So they get supplied by someone else that goes into their account. And then if they're set up as a fertilizer economic operator, they can sell on uh, to the farmer. We're not interested really in the invoicing or the money side of things. We're, yeah. we're really only interested in the in the dispatch or when he spread what on the farm. Um, so that's the information we'd be interested in there. And I suppose there's another one there um, whereby you know, a contractor is simply spreading and, you know, the farmer buys directly from the co-op, uh, then that's a different uh, a different situation, obviously, and that contractor doesn't necessarily have to be set up as a, as a fertilizer economic operator. If a farmer... There are a couple of, a couple of questions coming in, and I, I suppose getting a little bit forward-looking uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the information that would be available uh, uh, to, to farmers uh, and... I suppose additional functionality that might be there. One question is: uh, is uh, Will a farmer uh, be able to put in his NMP allowances on the fertilizer register and uh, uh, be able to then track his usage against that on an ongoing basis? No, um, this will simply record, you know, transfer of product to the farm. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing else in there. I mean, you can keep an eye. And I suppose there will be data there. As I said, you'll be a few weeks behind, um, but they will have data um, should be uploaded by their supplier by the 15th of every month. 
so they will have that data and any information they have on what they've bought in the meantime or what they've spread. Um, but this is about um, what's transferred onto the farm. So I suppose really from our own perspective, we get an opening stock this year. Uh, we have a record of all the sales to a farm and a closing stock next year. So we won't have a full picture uh, until um, the end of ne- this time next year, essentially. Uh, it'll be, and I suppose to just to say that that um, the 15th of October is the deadline for declaring closing stock. So it'll be after that date before we'll have a full picture of, of what's going on um, with farmers. And if we have, uh, we we will have, uh, we'll be able to pull reports on that. Um, but those reports probably won't be available until until October of next year. And uh, uh, I suppose, given the the lags of time of data input into the system, uh, if, if I'm correct, uh, a, um, a merchant has until the fifteenth of the following month uh, to enter the data. So it means that depending on on how the the merchant reacts with the system data for a farmer may not be up to date if they go in and looking at their own data on an ongoing basis. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, that's correct. I suppose just to say that um, we have had some people who are entering information daily by hand on the system. Uh, they won't let it build up. So, and and I think even if you're set up on the API, you can you can set that to go in every day. I suppose the, the caveat is that when we spoke to uh, businesses about this, they do their own um, kind of reconciliation of accounts at the end of every month. Uh, so the argument is that, you know, they'll, they'll have done that anyway. Uh, and then they'll have some time to correct and, and uh, update that information so that what we're getting into the system is very accurate information and there'll be very little back and forth to change any issues. Whereas if we force guys to to put in the information too quickly, uh, we'll end up with a whole lot of work in in trying to correct issues. So I suppose that was an ask from the from the companies that they have their own systems that they do monthly anyway. Uh, so, you know, it works for them and it, it, I think it works. It's OK anyway uh, to be a couple of weeks behind. It's very difficult. I mean, this was never going to be a live system. It's it's very difficult to get to that point. I don't know if we'll ever get to that point, but uh, maybe technology will, 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 will help us in future on that one. I don't know. Do organic farmers have to register? Organic farmers have to register if they're using fertilizer or lime. But if they're not uh, intending to to purchase fertilizer or lime, then um, they don't have to. And presumably the same process applied. We talk about herd number, but it could be a flock number or a tillage number in in there either. Yeah, it's whatever number is on there, you know, whatever number they use when the department is identifying them for payments or whatever it might be. Uh, it's that number. I know we use the generic term herd number, but yeah, there's <laughs> there's other other uh, other names on it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I know you've you've clarified this one, but probably no harm to do it again. If a farmer uh, forward buys in August and receives delivery in December, does he have to do anything at this point? Uh, no, not at all. Um, the farmer doesn't have anything. I, I'm assuming that that farmer has nothing on farm at the moment. Let's uh, let's say that then they do have to declare before the 15th of October that they have no closing stock on farm or declare whatever they do have on farm. The December thing, uh, even if they bought and paid for it in August, if it's delivered in September, that's when the, the merchant will put it up on the system. So the farmer doesn't have to worry about that. And presumably, I, I was working on an assumption there that that uh, they on on a, a farmer's ag food when the data does come in, 
it will appear on and farmers will be able to look at their purchases on on, on ag food once the, that data has come in yeah you can go in and it'll it'll come up on screen um it's just we're still working on reports that they'll be able to download at the end of the year but the reports are kind of meaningless until we have the full year's data anyway i suppose so um they're they will be worked on um and like I said, IT have got a, done a good job to date uh, on making this system simple. So we'd hope that uh, that system yeah. of downloading reports would be uh, would be very straightforward as well. Yeah, that makes that that makes sense. And look, it, ideal would be to have it on a a monthly sync or something like that, or even a daily sync. There I say it. <laughs> um, the the good question here in relation to derogation farmers at the moment they have to provide fertilizer accounts annually. Um, but do you envisage a future where that won't be required, given that this information is going to be collected automatically? Again, I I don't like answering for 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 nitrates on these things, but uh, yeah. I think it's a uh, it does make sense that this would yeah. uh, this would take over and it would make a farmer's life easier in the long run in in that respect uh, that they don't have to worry about uh, paper copies of everything. Um, and as you say, Pat, they can go through and they can look during the year they can see on screen uh what's uh credited to their account now like i said i suppose anything like this you will have teething problems so we would always say that the old system stays in place uh certainly for the next 12 months and then there'll be communication i'm sure from nitrates as to as to where where we go from there and uh whether we're happy with the system after that okay and a uh, question here from a non-farmer professional end user how do they get set up on this system if they're not if they don't have a herd number? Ah, okay. Sorry, I've just been informed that our declaration of closing stock for this year is going to be used by um by nitrates uh, okay. division. So yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Someone <laughs> someone interrupted me. Uh, sorry, I I missed that question now, Mark. No, you're fine. No, it's good to get this live live updates by the sounds of it. Um. Uh, if a question really was from a non-farmer who who doesn't have an ag food account, how do they uh, fill out an application form, or how do, how can they access? Is there an online version for them? Yeah, there's an online application form, so they can print that out, fill it in. Um, they send it in to us. We then give them a unique number, and then there's a further form that we will send out, and someone will ring them. Um, one of the lads upstairs will ring and talk them through what's necessary after that because there's a further step um, for IT security. Uh, so there's a single sign-on form that has to be filled out. That has to be posted back into IT uh, and then they'll get you set up on Ag Food and you'll get your uh, your credentials for that afterwards. The question here is, is the fertilizer database an EU requirement or just a, an Irish requirement? It's an Irish requirement, but it's, it's something that I think the... The commission is in agreement with. So essentially anyone who wanted to maintain a derogation uh, would have had to set up something like this in order to maintain that derogation. Again, this is more nitrates than me, but that would be my understanding. And I suppose this uh, was considered, uh, you know, a good way of of tracking um, fertilizer and having it for the various different environmental uh, needs and also for the for the derogation. Uh, so it is it is something that. I think when the, the the they had asked the Dutch to set up something similar if they wanted to maintain their derogation, that's my understanding. Question there is is uh, um, uh, municipal sludge or dairy sludges uh, 
coming do they come under the the realms of the regulation it's it's really fertilizer and lime only uh, is, is i think is the the message we're hearing this morning um seems to be an issue where farmer declares a closing stock is not appearing on the agent's screen again that could be back related to that ag food uh yeah there you, you, you talked about earlier yeah that that's uh that's our that's a strange one though i haven't heard that one though um i've heard it the, kind of the other way around but uh not that way around but i think it may be due due to um you know the 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 access on on ag food and what's what they have and what they don't have uh so that that can be that can be looked into certainly Few questions coming in again about the those smaller businesses or um su- suppliers co-ops with no it systems um and and you've already said that this this it's up to them to manually reconcile or upload that information to the department is it uh, uh, i suppose that this person is concerned that how, how will that happen or you know how if if those those small businesses aren't um it equipped with it systems yeah no it's um th- there is a there there is um a facility on ag food to do that um i'm not sure there a business with no it whatsoever well um, like this it, this can be done on a on a phone a, as well yeah no it, there there are options for doing it um once they're registered um and if once they're registered on the system uh you know they fill out the application form and they register with us then they're free to to trade uh with their suppliers and and their customers and i suppose if there's further issues um beyond that then they can contact us and we'll we'll figure something out uh, one of the things that i i suspect you are quite busy at the the plowing just answering questions and providing support to farmers uh, am I correct? I think I heard uh, it said that there may be a number of clinics set up to to assist uh, in getting people registered. Am I right on that? It's something that's uh, being discussed. I would say I'm not sure there's a there's a definite decision on it. I think we're we're working through fairly well, um, but there will be um, there will be paper forms certainly for people who uh, who do have issues with the with the um, with the access uh, the clinics. If necessary, uh, yes, they will happen. But it, it's it's a discussion that's ongoing, and I suppose the you know we're we're fairly optimistic with the the numbers at present. With a couple of weeks left to go, you know that we'll get pretty close. Uh, but there are certain um, certain farmers that will need more assistance, um, and it's just a matter of how we provide that. Uh, that's all. But you know we will be sending paper copies of the application out to people if necessary if they contact us, and I think we've done some of that already. Um, and then if there is a need for uh, for a clinic down the line, I think that'll uh, that'll happen as well. Just a question in relation to, again, liquid nitrogen and the, some of the inhibitors that are, are used in inhibitor in liquid with liquid nitrogen. Will they be credited as uh, a reduced emissions uh, nitrogen? Yeah, I think we have um, there's some of these products that can only be added to the tank as you're about to spray. Uh, so we have um, companies have come to us. So some of those inhibitors are actually in the system. So they will be recorded and then there will be a closing stock recorded. So we'll see what was used and we'll we'll have to allocate credit for that in that way. Okay. okay. Is there any, any uh, I suppose, inkling 
uh, and wouldn't say a plan at this stage to use the data to provide reports to farmers on how safe and uh, their their uh, uh, their fertilizer project product is, for, and I mean safe from an environmental perspective in terms of emissions of of ammonia, emissions of uh, uh, greenhouse gases or, or nitrous oxide. I mean the data is clearly available. Uh, it's something I suppose that we're trying to get farmers to to move over to products that have lower emissions. Will there be uh, I suppose explicit data and and on the the reports that farmers get in relation to how they're faring in in relation to achieving those reductions. Yeah, I suppose um, at present we'd be looking at overall figures, and as I said, because we've got some of the generic products, it's it's somehow it's some sometimes difficult to get uh, you know very accurate figures on that, uh, but it's certainly something that uh, that could be looked at. But there's no plans for it as as such at the moment. And I suppose to say once farmers keep within the limits that are uh, allocated, you know there is no issue from an environmental perspective. I suppose that would be the the the, the line we take on that. So, um, but certainly mm-hmm. it's something for for the future that would be interesting. Maybe even to do it with you know the signpost farmers or something to see where where it's at. Well, I'd be provocative here and say that we should be focusing on the level of losses as opposed to the level of use. I think it's we we have focused always on the level of use, and I think we really need to focus on the the, the level of losses. Yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't yeah. be saying things like that. We, well, we, I think the nutrient use efficiency is 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 in fairness hugely pushed by by Chagas at the moment, and the department is is happy with that. And I mean that is a very important point to make. To be fair. Yeah, look, we, we're we're just over the the half past, but just two final questions. Just uh, Finbar, one question coming through uh, quite a bit. What will happen to farmers who do not submit a return by the fifteenth of October? What are the consequences? Um, again, like I said, it makes life easier for everybody if it is uh, submitted in the next two weeks. Uh, if some farmers may have particular reasons for for not being able to do it, you know, just technical reasons, and in that case. Uh, they should contact us and just let us know and we'll try and work through it with them. Um, I suppose it's it's something that just makes it awkward. And if there's, as I said, if there's someone out on farm uh, and there is stock there and it hasn't been declared, you know, it's not it's not ideal, put it that way. Um, but, there, you know, there are provisions in the legislation, but, you know, I, I don't want to we don't want to go down that road too, too early on this now. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's just better if everyone complies. It, it is a legislative re- requirement uh, to enter that information. OK, well, look, it sounds like you're taking a very pragmatic approach to it, uh, given that this is a, a very new uh, initiative uh, for people to to get their heads around both farmers and advisors and and the wider wider industry. So look, we that that is appreciated. Finbar, thanks so much for for uh, joining us today. That was a really useful presentation. And uh, what we might do is we'll copy down some of the questions or all of the questions that came through. And if if some of those aren't answered on your FAQ, perhaps you could add those to your your FAQ on the system on the, the, the your your own website. Um, and uh, there, there, there are really good support videos there for people if they go to the Department of Agriculture uh, website. All of that information is available and uh, uh, advisors as well are there to, to support farmers through this this transition as well. So, um, look again, thanks for, for, for your time today. Um, yep. And uh, Pat, thanks for question, helping out with the questions. A uh, lot of questions coming in. So obviously this yep. is a really hot topic um, sorry, Finbar, did you want to say something? Yeah. No, just to say thanks to you for, for giving us the opportunity to to get our messages out there, because I think this is a very useful forum um, and it is um, 
yeah, it's it's great for us to get on and uh, and get the message out. And also, you know, the questions you'll send on to us will be included in the FAQ and it'll inform, uh, you know, what kind of issues are are out there for people. Um, so that's that's important as well, so that we can we can start to deal with those. Great, great stuff. So just to let everyone know that uh, next week uh, we will be hearing about the National Farm Survey Sustainability Report that will be launched next Friday. And we'll be joined by Professor Frank O'Mara, uh, Director of Chagask, uh, Dr. Cahill Buckley, who is uh, leading the NFS Sustainability Report, Simon Leach also. And this is going to be a one and a half hour special uh, to really tease out some of the figures that are coming through from how Ireland, uh, Irish agriculture is performing from a sustainability perspective. So do tune in for that uh, one and a half hour special. And this is forming part of an overall month of sustainability initiatives from Chagas because uh, it is National uh, Sustainability Month. And uh, to find out more about all of the events and activities that are happening during the month, please do log on to the Chagas website where you can find out all the details. And uh, there is bound to be an event near you uh, because there is a significant amount of face-to-face events happening across the country, as well as webinars and uh, podcasts and pretty much anything you're you're relating to sustainability you're going to hear about over the next month or so. So do join and, and tune into that. So uh, final thanks to, to Mary O'Loughlin for helping out in the background today and uh, Yvonne Maher uh, uh, on the production side. And uh, until next, next week, I hope you have a lovely week end and uh, a good week ahead so we'll see you next friday thanks again you've been listening to the podcast version of the chagask signpost series the weekly webinar that promotes and examines sustainability in irish farming don't forget to join us live every friday morning for our latest webinar for more visit chagask.ie and you can also rate review and subscribe to the signpost series on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Mark Gibson, and thanks for listening.